Turn with me this morning to Romans chapter 6. I started to play a video this morning. I played it before, and, you know, I know lots of people have heard it, so I just decided not to do it again today. But uh, have y'all seen the the video? It's it's an excerpt from a sermon, uh, and the the title of, of it is It's Friday, But Sunday is Coming. Have y'all seen that? If you, if you haven't, go, go look on YouTube and find that. It's, it's an awesome uh, part of a sermon, man. It's great. Uh, but it sets our mind in the right frame that, that we, we look at the things that transpired on Friday when Jesus was, was tried, when he was beaten, when he was crucified, when he died and was laid in the grave. We see those things and, and we can relate to it because those are natural, physical things. And man, we, we look at our own problems in our life sometimes, and we say, yeah, this is terrible. Look at all this stuff going on, and, and you know those people on that day did the same thing. They, they in fact lost hope, because they were looking kind of to the wrong thing. They were looking to Jesus as their king in a physical sense, and they even though Jesus had told them time and time again, I'm going to die, I'm going to lay this stuff down, but I'm going to rise again on the third day. Well, when Friday came and it was over, they were without hope. And you may be sitting here today with that same kind of mindset looking at all your circumstances. And I just want to remind you before we go too much further that that might be Friday in your life, but y'all, Sunday is coming. Sunday is the day of promise that is coming ahead of you. There is a hope of a resurrection. All right? And so when Sunday arrived, they went to the grave still without hope. There wasn't a one of them that went to the grave hoping that they weren't going to find something. Because reality of life had set in and they looked at it and they said, He's dead. Our hope is lost. The thing we wanted is gone. It's over. And they were going to the grave just to pay homage, just to to put the the perfumes and scents there to, to keep things fresh. But the body was dead in their eyes. But what they found when they got there Sunday was was a new reason to have hope again because He was no longer in that grave, church. And I want to talk to you about about His resurrection this morning. I'm not going to go and recount all of that story. You've probably heard it a hundred times. I still love to hear it every time. But what I'm going to talk to you about today is how it's His resurrection that sets you free. So in Romans chapter 6, verse 8, it begins there, it says, Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over Him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus died for our sins. But he rose again for our freedom. Now, y'all, his death 
doesn't mean a lot if it wasn't for the resurrection. I want you to just really think about that for a moment. You see, we owed a debt we couldn't pay, and he paid it. But if he didn't rise again, it was for nothing. There was still something that we needed to actually set us free because, you see, the Jews... They had this tradition. They had this ordinance from God of how they would offer up this lamb as a sacrifice for their sins. But you know what it really became? It really just became a constant reminder of their sin. Because every year this would come up again. Okay, it's time. We need to go sacrifice that our sins can be covered. But that was all it did was cover You see, the blood of lambs does not do what the blood of the lamb could do. And so the Jews had that. But you see, there was never an instance where a lamb was resurrected. And so it just remained as just a kind of a testament of what what it was there for. And it was to cover that sin. And so if Jesus had only died... It's just a reminder of our sin. But man, thank God we have a Savior, y'all, that rose from the dead. And so He did not leave us there buried up in that same sin. He didn't just cover it over for a little while. But no, He cleansed us from it. And He redeemed us from it. He set us free from it. And today, He ever remains at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and me. Amen? Praise God, we serve a God that is above death. He is over it. He has power over all of death, hell, and the grave. It does not have a grip on Him, just as it says there in that passage there that I read. It says, uh, where is it? I missed it. Uh, Anyway, it says there somewhere that it doesn't any longer have dominion over Him. You see... Jesus, while He was on this earth, was well, He subjected Himself to these laws of nature that we have. And it's appointed to want man wants to die. He subjected Himself to that. And so there was coming a time when He would die. But y'all, the Word tells us that He is the first among many brethren. He is the first that was able by the power of God to raise Himself from the dead. There is coming a day when He returns for us and He is going to call us out of that grave, y'all. You, you may still be on this earth breathing or you may already be in the ground, but there's coming a day when He's calling you back and that resurrection is going to take place again if you are His child. Why is this so important for us to know, y'all? Look, look our, our entire doctrine... Everything we believe as a Christian hinges on this fact. You see, if He was not resurrected, I don't need to believe anything else He said. Can y'all agree with me on that this morning? Am I the only one here today? Y'all, come on. If He was not resurrected, I don't need to listen to anything else He said. Because he, as a prophet, said, I will die and in three days I will rise again. You can't, you can't say it's two and a half. Huh? You can't say, well, maybe it was four. 
No, if it was any of those things, it's wrong. He's wrong. I don't want to trust him because if he lied in one point, he lied in all. That is the way sin works. If you, if you fail in one point, you're guilty of all of it. I ain't going to trust an imperfect God. Okay? So, man, our beliefs hinge on this fact. He died, but He rose again. We must believe that. We must trust in it, and we must understand it. Why is it so important? This is what everyone went about preaching. In Acts chapter 4, verse 33, I want you to notice what it says here. It does not say simply that they went about preaching Jesus. It says, and with great power the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. You see, it don't do any good to preach Jesus if you don't preach resurrection. It don't do any good to tell somebody how good of man he was if you don't tell them that he died but then he rose again. If you leave out the climax of the story, what good did everything else mean to you? Nothing. I don't care if he performed miracles if death has power over him. I don't care if he treated people good if death keeps him down. I don't care about any of the stories we read about his life if death could grip him and hold him and keep him in bondage. It does mean no good. But we serve a Savior, praise God, that said, okay, I'm going to allow myself to take on the sin of the world. I'm going to lay down my life and give it up freely. And then I'm going to take it back up again just like I said I would. Why was it three days? I don't know. But I know this, if it would have been 30 minutes, it wouldn't have been very impressive. You know why it was three days? Because he said it was going to be three days. That's why it matters. He could have picked any number. He could have picked seven days. Whatever. It didn't matter. The fact is that he did what he said he would do. That's what matters, y'all. Have you ever considered that if uh, Jesus hadn't rose again, on the third day, that uh, we wouldn't be here talking about him today? I wouldn't be. I ain't here talking about Muhammad. Right? Why? Because he's dead. I'm not here today talking to you about Buddha. You know why? That man lived and died, and that's it. I'm here today talking about Jesus because Jesus rose again. Jesus conquered the grave. Jesus set me free from all of my sin and shame. Listen, He didn't just, he didn't just forgive me. He didn't just say, okay, anything you've done up to this point, I'm going to forgive you. No, He set me free from it, church. I'm free when I accept Jesus as my Savior. I am walking in freedom. I may sin again, but listen to me. I am no longer bound to it. Amen? I am free from it as a child of God. He is the first among many brothers. Now I am His brother. What kind of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Praise the Lord. 
the resurrection tells me that everything else about him is true. You hear that? See, here's the opposite. See, if he didn't rise, everything else about him is a lie. But he did. So I can believe everything else. Praise God. I can believe everything else he said. Because if he can conquer the grave, he did anything else he said he did, right? You don't just not do good works and then hold off to the end and pull out a strong one, right? No, everything else he did. If he can do that, he did everything else the Word tells me. Oh man, he is a good God. So, what does that mean? Well, it means when he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you can be there also. Guess what? That one's true. It means that he did go sit down by the Father, and he's still making intercession for you and me today. It means that uh, when he said, uh, I'm coming back, he's coming back. It means when that angel said, this same Jesus that you see ascending, He's going to in like manner descend. That's true too. It, said, it means that when He steps out on that cloud and that eastern sky parts and He calls home His children, guess what? That's true too. It, it tells me that when God, way back in Genesis, spoke and created everything, that one's true. It means that when God formed Adam with his hands and breathed the breath of life in him, that one's true. When he caused him to sleep and he took a rib from his side and made a woman out of it, that it could be his helpmate, guess what? That one's true. When Moses took that rod out over the Red Sea and the waters parted and they walked across on dry ground, that one's true. I can trust Him, you see, because He is good. His Word is true. He has proved it through the actions that He has displayed to this world. And He is my Savior. He died for me that I could be set free and that I could be redeemed to Him and come back into relationship with Him because He's a good Father and He loves His children. That one's true too. If you're here today and you're bound up in something, you don't have to be. He has made a way that you can be set free. If you don't know Him as your Savior, you can today. You don't have to leave here today in the same mess that you've been in. The same shape that you've been in. You can leave here today calling Him your Savior. You can leave here today if you already know Him, but you've slid back into it again. You can leave here today knowing, wait a minute, I might feel like I'm bound up, but that's just a feeling. I've been set free because who the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen? Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, it says, For the message of the cross is foolishness. The old King James Version says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, you may be looking at this guy on the stage and saying, man, that guy's acting like a fool. But if you're here today and you know Him, you know what I'm doing up here. Don't even scratch the surface of what He's doing inside me. 
You see, God has moved in my life. I don't know about you. I can't speak for you. I ain't going to speak on your behalf. But I know what God has done in my life. And the Word tells me that one has been saved from much, has been forgiven of much, loves much. And that's me. I love my God. Why? Because I know, I recognize, and I hope I don't ever forget, I know where He brought me from. I know the depth of sin in my life that He has set me free from. And every time I begin to slip a little bit back back that direction, I turn back to Him and He says, come back here. David said, He said, you found me in a miry pit. You found me down in this miry pit. I couldn't get out of it. He said, but you reached down. And I'm putting this in my own words. Psalms 40, if you want to read it. He said, you reached down and you pulled me out. And you set me on a rock and established my goings. Y'all, that is what I know about my God. That is what I know about the relationship I have with Jesus Christ. The one that's resurrected for you and me. He's pulled me out of a pit and He's set me on a rock and established me. Now He'll do the same thing for you. He has never set a limit on it. He's never said, well, we got about three more. You better hurry up. No, He's never set a limit on it. He said, whosoever, anyone, If anyone will call on the name of Jesus, they shall be saved. He didn't say, well, we got a little limited time. If you will just call now. No, He said, anyone that will call on my name. But I will tell you, there is a limited time, y'all. There is only so much time left before He comes back. Do not delay. Do not delay. Call on Him today. There ain't no reason to wait. He wants to save you from it right now. He wanted to save you from it years ago. But we're kind of rock-headed sometimes. We want to hold on to stuff that I don't even know why we want to hold on to it. It's not good for us. It don't do nothing but bring turmoil into our life and chaos. But we want to keep it because it's our little play pretty. And we just want to sit there and love it and stroke it and pet it. And all these things. And meanwhile, it's poison to us. It's killing us. But He wants to set you free from it. You just got to be willing to lay it down and call on His name. Romans 10 and 9 says it so plain. Oh, it says it so plain. I love how easy and simple the the plan of salvation is. He, He didn't make it complicated. You don't have to be educated. You don't have to go to school and learn all this nonsense. You don't have to do anything. It says so simply, it says, if you will believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Wow! And you say, well, I don't know how to get there. Man, I don't know what else to tell you. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. If the Holy Spirit starts to deal with you and work in your heart, it'll become real just like that. Do you believe that there was this man named Jesus? Do you believe that He lived a sinless life? Do you believe that He died 
and it took on all of your sin and my sin for all time. Everyone that's ever lived on this earth and ever will and all the sin that they've ever carried and ever will, He paid for it all right there on that cross and they put Him in a tomb. I heard a guy say the other day, they put Him in a borrowed tomb. And he said, why was it borrowed? He said, because He wasn't going to need it long. <laughs> Amen. I love that. I love the ideal and the concept that it just needed it for a few days. He didn't need it a long time. Amen? He was just going to need it for a little bit, and then y'all can take it and do whatever you want to with it. Erect a monument or put somebody else. It doesn't matter because I don't need it no more. And there's going to come a day when I don't need this body no more, when I don't need any of this stuff anymore, when I don't need the grave that they may put me in someday no more. I ain't going to need none of it because my Savior, Jesus Christ, is going to step out and He's going to call me home. Can you say the same thing today? You don't have to leave here today if you don't know Him in the same shape that you're in. 